0: Hello. Hey. Hello. Hola. Hey. How's how's the things? Uh, okay. Perky. Yeah, Don't his ask.
1: are. Yeah, Ryan's are perky. Excellent. Mine are down and a little to the left.
0: <laughs> Mine fell off some time ago. <laughs>
2: <laughs> he laughed, pretending to get it. <laughs> I don't know what you guys are talking about. Recording
1: yeah. in progress.
2: Hey, and welcome to another episode of AT Banter. Banter, banter. Hey, this is of course the podcast where we talk with advocates and members of the disability community to educate and inspire better conversation about disability. Hey, my name is Rob Minot, and joining me today, Mister Vacation himself, Ryan Fleury. Hello, everyone. You know, you're not going to elaborate on that. You know, tell the audience uh, what you're what you're up to today. I'm podcasting today. No, you're not. You're on vacation. You, you've made that abundantly clear. I'm not podcasting Well, you're on, you're on vacation. You're podcasting from your vacation. I'm confused. Whatever. Okay. I'm going on. And uh, also joining us is uh, Steve Parkley. Who's not on vacation. I hope.
0: I am not on vacation. Sadly.
2: Uh, here. Yeah. And as always drinking her beer. Mm, Yes. Liz Malone. What up? That's it. That
1: Clink <laughs> clink 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 said the beer bottle. <laughs> for any for any uh, for anyone out there who's who's a hater or thinks I'm a faker. Real deal.
2: That's right. This is why we don't do a live show.
1: No.
0: Yeah, cuz uh, we were we were getting letters. We were? And we're not now? <laughs> yeah. For about yeah. what? Oh, about how, about how people didn't think Liz was re- actually drinking, just making it all up. Oh,
2: poser. Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah,
0: yeah, totally. She's yeah. drinking water. Over there. Yeah, the inbox has been flooded with that. <laughs>
1: it's, conspiracy it's theories. Uh, listen, I'm just trying to give the people what they want.
2: Listen, there's a conspiracy theory around that you're not even a real person; that you're just some sort of sentient AI that Google <laughs> created. So, there's that.
1: <laughs> I'm one of those weird Siri voices.
2: Hmm, I can see that. Yeah. Exactly. Hey, Liz.
1: (laughs) Yes, Rob.
2: Yeah, see, exactly.
3: I found some results on the web that might be helpful.
2: (laughs) I caught her doing that last week. That's true. Uh, uh, How is everybody? Let's get that over with.
1: Well... Ryan is giddy because he's on holiday. Let's just, let's just let's just yeah, get it all out there. He's,
2: he's in better spirits than I've ever seen him in, in recent memory. That's right. Life is grand. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, hey, how about how about you, Liz? How are you?
1: Uh, I'm okay. A little stormy weather here.
2: Oh yeah, it's hurricane season here.
1: Welcome. Yeah, welcome to the Carolinas. Hmm. Yeah. So, is
2: it started to rain or anything yet?
1: Oh, it was it was just pouring. I actually. Said to Ryan once we once I logged in, I said if I all, all of a sudden disappeared because my power went out.
2: Oh, everyone <laughs> says that. I'm gonna start using that excuse. If I just disappear. <laughs> if I just disappear, <laughs> my power went. Out. <laughs> Honest. <laughs> it happened. Find it under the desk, laying
0: on the, laying on the floor. And finally,
2: <laughs> wait. So Steve, how are you?
0: I'm just spiffy.
2: Uh, so did I, is, is this rumor true that hockey's over now?
0: It is true, the so who, Stanley Cup who, finals concluded last night.
2: All right, well, since we, your guys were talking about it uh, for weeks, uh, we should probably give our audience an update in case they weren't watching. So who, who, uh, who won the big, uh, the big
0: thing? Thank right.
1: God, not Tampa Bay.
0: <laughs> well, given that there's only one other option, I am going to have to say <laughs> that the, the team that was not Tampa Bay was the Colorado Avalanche. Oh, really? They won it in six games
2: have they ever won it before aren't they a pretty new team
0: not in like 20 22 years back when they were like um uh when, when did the when did they stop being the quebec nordiques and become the avalanche i don't remember now
1: mm.
2: mm-hmm. that's a good question
0: yeah i'm not sure i'm Ask sorry Liz. Hey, Liz. i don't know the answer to that. <laughs> <laughs> uh
2: All right, well, uh, congratulations to the Colorado Avalanche. Indeed. Yeah, there you go.
0: Good job, Rob. Thanks. Yeah, 95. 95, they became the Colorado Avalanche in 95.
2: There you go. Uh, All right. Well, you guys guys seem like not excited about this. Is this because nobody was really rooting for that team?
1: No, I think because all of our teams were out of it.
0: I think. Yeah, I think my neighbor put it best uh, the other night. He said, uh, "You know, I, I haven't been paying a lot of attention to this because uh, I don't hate either team." <laughs> oh, that's <laughs> good. It's, it's one thing if there's one team that you hate, and you know you can you can at least cheer against them. But yeah, no, right. no, well, hate, no hatred.
2: So when does hockey start up again? Like two weeks?
0: Yeah, summer camp <laughs> probably starts in August. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're
1: boats, to.
2: Yeah. All right, great. All right. Uh, hey ryan yes rob what are we doing today
3: today we are speaking with our friends from over at 94.9 chrw radio western brian and carrie kajewski hey
4: oh hello thank you uh, for for having us on it feels like you know just yesterday we were chatting with with everyone here i know yeah time's been flying by this year it's already what the end of june here
2: um so now, why don't we start out with uh for our audience since um a lot of them probably weren't aware that we came and appeared on your show um, why don't you give us a little bit of a snapshot uh uh just introduce yourselves and uh tell us a little bit about the show
4: okay we'll let uh we'll let Carrie go first there. she's oldest and wisest and you
5: know. <laughs> Yeah, we do our show together and we're brother and sister. So he's always putting things like that off on me. Um, yeah, so my name is Carrie and I'm the older of the two siblings and uh, three years older than Brian. And so we weren't the only two in the family, uh, but we were the two who were born blind. So we've just been doing some work together with audio and then a lot over the years. And then at this show, we decided to t- tackle advocacy, which... Was new for both of us, right, Brian?
4: Yeah. So, yeah, as Carrie said, she's uh, three years older, and um, so I was born in the in the nineteen eighty seven in the later eighties. There, so we both grew up in the nineties together in a really close close family. And yeah, so our oldest brother and sister were born first, and both of them are sighted and don't have uh, the condition that Carrie and I have, which um, originally started as Leber's congenital amaurosis, which is Some of your listeners may have heard of that before. It's a common enough blindness for for blindness in general, which is the most common thing, obviously. But um, yeah, so we both had, we were diagnosed with that. And then uh, at a later age, we found out that it wasn't just that. Carrie can actually maybe go into that in a bit more detail, but she was eventually diagnosed with with kidney disease. Um, And her being the oldest and, as I said, wisest, she also did have to go through a lot um, kind of as a guinea pig before I did because we're... We both have the same senior Loken syndrome, which is a very rare, rare syndrome. Loken is L-O-K-E-N, and that's senior Loken syndrome. So we both have this, this um, condition where we, we, it in, includes the blindness um, along with, with kidney failure. Um, we both also had scoliosis. We both had back surgeries quite a, quite a long time ago now. Um, but all of these experiences, while similar and definitely created a bond between the two of us, different from the one we have had with our oldest siblings. Um, even though we were all still very close as a family, just the fact that her and I, Carrie and I have been, you know, had so many similar experiences. But at the same point, everyone, as as you would all know, you know, experiences these things differently just because we're both blind. Carrie's always been able to see a little more than me, at least until more recently where she's been losing more sight. So there's always these differences. But overall through life, we've always felt like we've had a certain connection that, you know, you don't have with anyone else. And, uh, you know, I do, I do feel feel for Carrie though, because she did have to, she did go through a lot of this kidney, the kidney disease. And then they thought, Oh, you know, your brother's three years younger and he's also blind. So it's pretty good chance. He might have this too. So they did a biopsy for me in advance and caught it much earlier than her. So I didn't have to, you know, go through the same amount of stuff in the beginning, but then since then I've had two kidney transplants and she's had one. So as you can see, it's it's a different road for everyone. And pretty much all of these things led us to, to outlook the show that we do as a, was mentioned at the top of our intro there, thanks thanks to uh, A.T. Banter for referencing Radio Western, which is here in London, Ontario.
5: I, like I say, I got to go ahead of, of things because I'm three years older than you all the time growing up, and you just followed me everywhere, but then I, I let you go ahead, and you went to Radio Western first with your music show, which then led to the opportunity doing our advocacy show. So Now,
2: now what kind of radio station is uh, Radio Western?
4: Yeah, so it's it's out of the um, University of Western Ontario. So it's a, it's a pretty big, big university here. And it's pretty close, actually, where I live. So it is actually an official radio station. Um, I forget how many watts it powers that it's definitely it's not as strong as a, you know, a mainstream full out station that has, you know, tons of money and can afford a backup transmitter and all that kind of stuff. But it still does transmit over the airwaves at 94.9 here in London, Ontario. And you can get it Throughout southwestern Ontario, it, depending on the weather and, and day, you know how it is, kind of tuning in an old, good old radio signal. I don't know how many people even still listen to the radio, radio, but I still love it. I, I just love the I love the spontaneity of the live radio and the fact that the station is right here in London, and there's even a lot of people here around that I know of that hadn't even heard of it, a lot of people that go to the university that don't even know of it. So it, it is still, a, I'm so happy that a, a platform like that exists and how open they were to just giving us full control over our show and my music show before that, which I which I still do as well. It just, it felt so inclusive and it just felt like such a great environment to be in and everyone was so welcoming and it's really a dream come true to to be on the radio and be able to do these shows.
2: So tell us a little bit about, about the show itself, um, what exactly its its sort of mandate is and maybe a little bit of just how it all came about.
4: Yeah, Kara, so I think you, did you come up, I think it was you who actually picked the words accessibility, advocacy, and equality. Those are kind of the three, main themes of our show. Um, but yeah, Karen, maybe you want to talk about a little bit about the background of how it kind of came about.
5: Yeah. Well, like Brian and I had a podcast we were just sort of doing for fun before that. Um, just as a way to practice to see how you make a podcast and that was called ketchup on pancakes. Uh, so then that was a whole different thing. That was just humor, creativity, and family. So we would just we had old tapes that Brian still has copies of that he's made digital now, but right. We did all these different other things that we don't do on the advocacy show. Now that's out. Right.
4: I mean, it, it's, it's, it's funny that you bring up this, this podcast ketchup on pancakes, and you, you all might have some questions about that as well, but um, <laughs> it, it's, uh, it was one of those things that I, in the beginning, like that was, it was definitely your idea, Karen. I, I've, I'd been to school for, for audio, um, audio engineering here in London. So I have the audio skills to be able to do it, but <laughs> the first we released our first episode of, of Ketchup on Pancakes back in in 2016. And that first episode, I think like every two or three minutes, I was yawning. And I just sounded like I, I was so I was trying to be into it and trying to trying to help out my sister, but I wasn't really into it. Um, so I do credit Carrie with sort of the initial getting me into the into the podcasting world. Um, and then yeah, after after going to the station there and doing my music show, which was always a dream of mine since since, since you know, since since a kid, I was a kid, my older brother always was introducing me to so much music that wasn't like what you would hear on, you know, commercial radio, more of these underground, you know, lesser mainstream kind of bands that also I still thought were always really good and needed more attention. So I got in there and started doing that in 2017. And then I'd mentioned to the to the program director at the time that we had this podcast ketchup on pancakes. And of course, she was like, wow, what the heck does that mean? And what's that about? And um, so she did actually check it out. And then from there, she asked if we wanted to air that on the station. And then we we thought about it. But I think one episode did air with uh, someone there editing it, a bit of stuff out of it. But it was kind of like, I don't know how we're going to quite fit this on the station, because the podcast is fun. And I, we still do the occasional episode of, of Ketchup on Pancakes. But it was kind of like, how can we really have this specific enough so that was also kind of when we'd started getting more involved with advocacy and had been in- introduced here in Canada to the, to the Canadian Federation of the blind. So it was kind of really into that whole advocacy at that time. I just actually came back from a convention and went to a NFB convention in, in Orlando in 2018. And that was really just sort of like nothing I'd ever experienced in my lifetime being in a place with 5,000, you know, other blind people. It just, it was pretty unreal. Um, <clears throat> so obviously that sort of all tied into it. And then, yeah, just from there, we we had this keen idea to really be spreading advocacy more and just felt like the stuff wasn't talked about enough. And when I had this platform already set up and knew how to get into the studio, knew how, I already knew how to work the board and everything and just went in on, in September of 2018 and did our first Outlook show, which it is officially just called Outlook, but we call it Outlook on Radio Western um, so that people can find it because just searching Outlook, you'll, you, you'll get tons of results, but it might not be us. So Outlook on Radio Western is... Uh, what we go by right now and you know, we no, love the, radio Western our we,
5: podcast. Yeah.
4: Yeah. Cause that's the other thing, I guess. Yeah. We started out as just a, a live radio show and we're still, I still like to call ourselves a radio show at uh, first and foremost, even though these days, podcasts Yeah, are I always show. put it,
5: I always put it first in the billing.
4: Right. Cause it is kind of what it, how it originated. And it's still the way the show generally airs is we do generally do them live. Not always. Um, but we did like, a, as was mentioned, we have had AT Banter on recently at the beginning of May and they, they, you guys all agreed to do it live, which, which is great. Cause I, I, I like both options and it's good to be, to have the options. Certain people can't do, you know, 11 AM Eastern on a Monday morning, which is when we're live here at, on Radio Western. So it's good to have both options. And since the pandemic, we really got more used to that. And then that's when I finally got us up on, on the podcast services as Outlook on Radio Western. And since then it's been, I think it's been getting, getting some attention. It's always hard to know. I don't know about, uh, you at AT banter there, how you, if you keep track of listeners and stuff like that, and I'm trying to get into that more, but it's, it is just the two of us doing all this. So it's kind of hard. And of course I want people to be listening but at the same point. I just enjoy doing the show and spreading the word. And if somebody hears it, that's, that's obviously great, but it's not the main reason I do it is to get, you know, not doing it to be a, a, a celebrity or something. They're yeah, not we- doing
1: it for the sponsors. <laughs> <sighs>
4: <laughs> no, I mean, you never know. It would be kind of nice maybe someday, but it would depend who it was too. I think that's a whole, uh, a difficult area. I don't know.
2: Yeah, and podcasting analytics can be tricky. Uh, generally, what I just do is I just use Joe Rogan's uh, analytics for our analytics and
1: <laughs> yeah,
2: go from to. there.
5: You never go wrong there. That's
2: right. Um, it really so is. so it, is, it is a weekly show, right?
5: Yes, it, it immediately airs. It, it airs regularly on the same time every Monday and then after that is when it becomes a podcast so yes it's got a main airing at 11 eastern uh you can stream it now live from the their website yeah and- radio
4: radiowestern.ca if you go there you can, there's a play button right at the top there you can stream it and and that's the other thing too we started out actually as a as a half hour show but then during the pandemic certain times when we had guests it was like well a half hour feels pretty short um so they would give us the odd hour but eventually it was like yeah it's too confusing do you want to made one us or the pick other? yeah <laughs> They said you gotta pick. You can't do. You can have a half hour some weeks and an hour other weeks. So, so we went with an hour, um, which I think when you do have a guest is is great. Um, we originally started out with a lot less guests. It was mainly just the two of us for the for the first while. And for then it, a half hour can be enough. Um, I don't know.
5: Yeah, funnily I- enough, we were like, we should do a. If we we're gonna do just our outlook, it was should a half hour is probably fine. But then, when we decided we wanted to talk to more other people to get other outlooks other than ours, then we were like, well, you better give a bit more time for that.
4: Feels a little rushed with an yeah. interview.
2: So, in general, then, how much prep work do you guys find that you have to do for a weekly show?
5: Uh, well, we try to keep ahead of the game as far as scheduling, as I know you guys do as well, just so that you don't get, you don't keep getting stuck. It's like a cane that you're walking with a white cane that every few steps gets caught in something, right? Catches you off guard. We want to be able to have enough time to prep and have guests lined up. So we have an idea of some of the themes we're going to cover and topics we're going to talk about in the next little while. So we like to keep about a month ahead as far as that. And then I think for me, I'm, I'm like doing social media. So like regularly. Or a regular enough to try to stick to a schedule where I'll post, you know, the introduction for that week's episode on the Monday. And then, you know, a few days later, hope to have the podcast up. So there's a bit of a structure to to a weekly and then looking ahead monthly is what I usually try to do.
4: And then I guess as far as once we once we do have a guest coming up, it sort of varies on on who the guest is. It sometimes we've had people on that have been friends of ours for a long time and stuff like that. And you know, for those people, we keep it, we can, we can, we already kind of know them so well that we can just sort of go with the flow. Whereas for other guests, I do like to do a, a bunch of research. So I kind of have a, a bunch of notes and I normally have my braille display with me for notes in studio. So I, you know, I don't have to hear a voice talking. I can check my notes while I'm on air, but it's, it's always a balance with notes. Cause I find, I feel, and I feel kind of like a little bit nervous or uncertain if I don't have anything prepped, cause you never quite know what certain guests are going to be like, but other times I find if you have too many notes, then you end up constantly thinking about, Oh, I got to get to the next thing. And it doesn't always let the conversation flow. So sometimes I'll spend, and I tend to procrastinate sometimes too much too. So I'll be, you know, the morning of, and I'll be like, Oh shoot. And I'll be rushing around to read up for a few hours and make a bunch of notes. And then it's, it's almost like you're cramming at that point. So it's a, I find it to be sort of a balance and it's something I'm still trying to work on, but it's, it's doing a show in general. Yeah. It does, you know a lot of people hear a show it's like anything it's like it's like a song or a book or whatever it may be where you might listen to it or, or or read it quickly or something and be like wow like that was good but you might not always realize what goes into it and even with this show like you know Carrie mentioning she does great work with the social media i do all of the uploading online with the with the podcast stuff and i actually you know i record it straight off the radio signal into pro tools here from home and then i mix it out of Pro Tools and, and convert it to MP3 to, to upload as a podcast. So all of that stuff behind the scenes, as, as well as the, the constant scheduling of the guests and, and researching everyone. And it's, it really does, you know, it takes a lot of time. So it's, uh, it's, it's not, it's not always um, easy. And it, I think Carrie makes a great point about planning ahead. Cause then you do feel less overwhelmed if you're kind of getting up to a month and it's like, gee, we have nothing scheduled. Yeah.
5: What how how many balls, how many balls do you have in the air, Brian? People juggling balls in the air. I have
4: right. I've lost yeah. count of mine. So. We we it's actually okay. finally made a, a big list of names of and just organizations and anything that we kind of want to we wanna reach out to eventually. Um so we actually made that finally a few weeks ago. So we have a big list there that we can kind of if we're ever kind of stuck, just look at that and see, oh, this is a person I'd thought about before. Cause sometimes too, you think about somebody and then you just totally forget about it. So if you don't always, right. you know, keep notes and, and write the stuff down, sometimes it's hard to remember. So
2: yeah. I mean, it, it sounds like, you know, we have a very
4: similar process.
5: Yeah. And it helps to have multiple people working on it because then ideas come from multiple directions and.
4: Yeah. And we finally kind of got everything. Like, like I said, it took us a while. It took me a while. Cause I was kind of the responsible one for the podcast and I'm the type of person, like once I do something, I can't stop, stop. And I like get obsessive, but to actually start something is, is, can be a struggle for me sometimes. So. I think I've been thinking about the podcast thing forever. And then finally, you know, so a lot of these things just are, I think if, you know, say we did have a third person or somebody else to help out behind the scenes, that would definitely give us more opportunities. Like there's certain things we'd love to incorporate someday, like having full transcripts for every episode for, for deaf listeners. Because, you know, we, blindness is the main disability we focus on, but we focus on all disabilities because we want to learn more about everyone. And we want, we think it's important that that uh, everywhere is inclusive. And, and we're talking about all sorts of um Disabilities and, and whatever it may be, so I think uh, there's definitely things we'd love to, to I- include in the future that we don't have already. But it's uh, it's it's always a it's always a work in progress. We finally kind of got like the, the email account setups that we're both sharing the same email, so we can one of us can respond one day, one of us can respond another day, and it, 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 we're getting more and more organized. I think as we go.
2: Now, do you, do you tend to have a lot of like say organizations uh, on the show, or is it or is it more individuals in the community? What kind, of, what kind of content are we talking about?
5: Yeah, I mean, I think, as Brian said, it, it started because we started doing advocacy work and learned about that sort of work from the Canadian Federation of the Blind. But um, while that inspired the show, uh, as we went along, we, we realized that working too closely with any particular organization alongside the show Outlook, it, it gets kind of complicated. So we wanted to sort of become more neutral and come at each, show from a different direction and talk to these organizations without being up close with any of them.
4: But yeah, I don't know. I would say, I would say care as far as guests, like we've had.
5: Yeah. I mean, we, we start, we start in the community, but then we like to, so obviously we talk to people like you, you guys on the West coast. So across the country. Um, but then we like to talk to people, we're um, trying to find more people to talk to in Ontario. Cause sometimes they're all around you, but you don't know about it.
4: You know, we've had, we've had, you reached out to NELS, the National Network for Accessible Library, Equitable Library Service. And
5: Braille Literacy Canada. And so, yeah, I just sort of reach out to anybody who's doing great work, um, you know, about Braille or. Um...
4: So it's both organizations that we have on yeah. hand, just individuals in, in the community and area. And I think right now, just a bit of a sneak peek, like there's there's other areas we're trying to look into, like like Lake Joe here in Canada. We uh, here in Ontario, you may have heard about there. Um, we went there like way long ago as kids, but not haven't heard about it really in years. But we thought this summer, you know, it might be need to do a camp episode. And we don't know any specific names from from Lake Joe. So we're going to reach out to Lake Joseph and just see who we can get a hold of. Um, and it's the same for the for the guide dog school in, in Quebec Mira. We want to reach out to them eventually. So I think it's a bit of both. I like to get sort of the just the. Uh, this morning, actually, we uh, just recorded a live one. This morning, the day that we're recording this AT banter, we recorded one uh, live in the studio, a new Outlook episode, and it was just from somebody out in B- BC who had just uh, finished studying uh, counseling psychology in, in, in uh, University of Victoria there, and is going off now to try to find uh, some work. So that one was more of a, you know, just someone's personal experience in in school and losing mm. their vision and and all that kind of stuff. So it's, I think it's great to get both perspectives, so your listeners can hear more official organizations and things like that. And then they can also just hear a very personal, casual sort of uh, you know, experience that they might be able to relate to.
5: But yeah, we're also like looking into reaching out more to just Radio Western and other departments and um other Yeah, we found out about a, re- taken. a
4: course. There's actually a new introductory type course there in September about I don't know care. What was it about specifically? Something about I think working teaching, with line
5: teaching orientation yeah, yeah. and mobility, I think.
4: It was more of just like, a, I don't think it was like for a full out like no. assess, like actual, you know, to become an official mobility instructor, but it was something about teaching blind people it was this course that they offered there. And I was like, huh, like I should definitely reach out to whoever ta- whoever is um putting on that course and, you know, maybe make it a requirement for those students to, to listen to a couple of episodes of Outlook. And I just you know, see what like comes that. from
5: like, that stuff. You, you just never really, know, right? Yeah, so. you don't know until you... Reach out to people. Well, you know that's
2: really interesting. Uh, as I'm listening to you guys talk about it, you know, I, I feel like this show is we're very similar in a lot of ways um, because it sounds like the process that you guys go through is is very much what what we've gone through. Um, so let me ask you this: Had did it when you first started this? Has it kind of surprised you the sheer number of guests? Or organizations out there to talk to, because I know for us, you know, when we first started this, I think that we thought this was going to be a flash in the pan. It was probably going to last about four weeks. Um, <laughs> and that would be it. And even, even if we did sort of follow through, we th- pro- we, we kind of thought in the back of my head, anyways, I kind of thought I should say, um, that we'd probably run out of things to talk about, um, you know, within six months or so. And here we are, you know, in year seven, and uh, we, uh, we're we not even close to, to to the end. Is that what you guys are finding as well?
4: Yeah, maybe it's kind it, of it dep- like
5: Pandora's box, kind of.
4: It's, it sort of <laughs> depends on the day, though, right, Kara? Because I think, like, some days you, we're kind of like – it depends on when you get those feelings where you're just not feeling maybe as inspired or something. And sometimes you're kind of just like – how are we going to be able to keep this going? I know you've said that a few times, Care. Yeah, the well, like you do. said,
5: even though it's something you want to do, that's work. you're still on certain days, everybody goes through this stuff, and then you start to be like, it's more of a, a negative outlook on a certain day and a more positive one. So it's like, I know logically, because the more we look into these things, the more things we've found and the more roads we've gone down that, yeah, we didn't know we'd go down there. So it really does. I think the more you do it, it's just sort of, trains you where to be looking for these things and these opportunities
4: yeah because you do start to make more and more connections as you go along and then the people that that are on your show you know make connections and we've had more and more recently we've had people reaching out to us that we haven't even reached out to at all that just kind of approach us and that's always so refreshing because we're so used to always like hunting for for things and it's not that it's hard to find it just it can be you know sometimes a little bit daunting so it's nice when someone else reaches out but i do think like especially opening it up to not just blindness too. Like there really is, even if it was just blindness, there's still endless things you can talk about. So I think uh, having all disabilities included in any diverse, diverse group or you know, covering all diversity, I think uh, pretty leaves things uh, endless for us. Like we could keep doing this.
5: But we did have to start somewhere. So yeah, we started with right. blindness in the beginning and, and there's just so much more about the wider subject of chronic illness and, and all facets of life that there's so much to explore there
2: especially in the advocacy space right yeah it's it's it really it really applies across the board for sure so i wanna i want to go back to talk about and you know ryan's gonna ryan's gonna jump in on this so get ready um but i want to go back and talk about uh the live aspect of the show so when when you started the show did the format always have to be live or did they give you the option to to record it
5: i think i think if we would have aired the our our podcast from before ketchup on pancakes i think maybe they would have maybe given us options i don't know we talked about different podcasts that we could air there that maybe we'd sent to there and they some would have someone on there and edit us and and it's really turned into that you know brian does all that stuff which gives us a lot of control um but as we were talking with somebody just last week but yet you kind of have to learn as you go and and yeah, we weren't was, sure what it was going to be at first. So, yeah.
4: It was tricky because, yeah, I think when they originally said, oh, we've heard your podcast, you could have that on the air. The thing was our episodes were always over an hour and they wanted to cut it down to a half hour. So it's like, you know, you can edit things down, but to a, only to a point. And I think that the person who uh, who was helping with the editing moved on. Obviously, they have few people who are paid employees there, but most of it is volunteer. So this person had to leave eventually. So I think it was a lot on their end too to have to keep up with the editing. And I think... They would have been open to it, I'm sure, if if we had said. But also in 2018, there being before the pandemic and everything, I didn't even really think about pre-recorded. Once we actually decided on Outlook and doing this advocacy show, I didn't really even consider it. I don't think at the time because I'd been there already over a year doing my music show, and I just loved that live format so much. So I was kind of already in that headspace. But then at the same point, once we did go into the pandemic, it was nice to have the setup to be able to do the pre-records because even during the pandemic. I could just send them in and they'd still air them on the monday mornings at 11 but we just right. have to send them in in advance so
5: yeah I, I don't think we had any idea which ways other ways the pandemic might steer this thing and, and it might have still ended up in those same ways already anyway but it's just it definitely took it in but in it's, it's funny too direction. how that works
4: out like with with this show and with with uh, my music show i think originally before the the whole uh, pandemic it was like or you know you're so used to doing it live then the pandemic i was so used to doing things at home and i kind of thought oh i never really want to go back and now that i've been back in studio it's like oh i don't want to do these pre-recorded cuz when i pre-record them then i have to i end up doing more editing and stuff whereas when it's live i generally don't really edit out much i just upload the live version as a yeah you podcast.
5: take what you what you get and then you're just you roll with it
2: well yeah because I, i'm sure that and, and, you know, we, when we, when we appeared on the show, like we sort of had got an inside look at, at sort of the challenges, um, around doing a live show, what was the sort of the learning curve for that? Like, was it, was it ever a little bit of a, of, of a worry when you, when you first started like doing this, we got to do this thing live. So yeah.
4: I guess, again, for me, going back to my music show, Chin Music, which I started in 2017 in, in July of that mu- um, that year that gave me already a lot of experience of being on the air and obviously it's a music show where you're playing a lot of music but I still did do you know four 5 minute plus mic breaks where I back announce all the songs I did a, I do a lot of research for my music show as well like the record labels and you know the band members and all this kind of stuff production and these any sort of interesting things I find about it so I was already kind of used to that and already having the audio engineering school I was used to using the console there I do a lot of it not being able to see I do most of it by counting to know that, you know, first fader is turntable number one, second fader is number two. And then this fader is the, you know, the auxiliary cord and this is where my mic is. And this is, so I kind of got used to all the channels and turning them up and down and turning them on and off and making sure something's in queue if I'm previewing the next song and all that kind of stuff. So by the time we did Outlook, I was definitely familiar with that, the equipment and kind of got used to that. But then it was still a bit of a different jump after that doing a full talk show where, you're not just talking for five or six minutes and then playing music. Yes. You're talking, talk, talk,
5: talk, talk, talk yeah.
4: the whole time. <laughs> and then that's also when, when, when you Carrie came in and you weren't as used to kind of being on the air. So I don't know kind of, if you have any memories from that back in September of 2018, when we came on first and again, that's like I say, it's, it still is live radio where it's, it can be intimidating even still sometimes when you're something goes wrong and you, you don't want to have that dead air, but I was already kind of used to that a little bit with my, my show prior where occasionally I did have that dead air and it just. A second feels like, I'm um, like five minutes. It's uh, eternity. Kind of, yeah. It's kind of scary when you're just sitting there and you're like, oh shoot. Sometimes I'd just be like, oh sorry, folks. I think I'm gonna have to go out to break, and <laughs> just to reset or something like that. But I don't know, care. How did you find starting Outlook going into the studio? And I know it was a while yeah, ago now.
5: Yeah, no, it was. But I mean, I already felt the confidence you already had in, in that whole thing, and so you were ahead of me, you know, on all of that. But I got some time here to catch up. So it, it, of course it took time to sort of warm up to that because I hadn't really had a lot of experience, and it, just seeing the studio for the first time, it it was more professional than I was used to, for sure. So it took a while for me to feel comfortable behind the mic, without um, feeling too self-conscious. But just the fact that it's always been with Brian, I just it's ne- it's I think maybe one or two times I did a show with just me, and it doesn't have the same flow at all. So having Brian as, just as someone else there, I think it really helped. And it just took the last four years almost now for me to get more comfortable using the mic, knowing that we were live.
4: And it's that weird thing I find where you you, you know you're live, but then you also forget sometimes when you are in that room and it is, it's so private when, the, when you close the studio door and there's nobody else in there. And it's just sometimes you, and you don't even know who you're talking to, how many people might be listening. So I think there are those moments, but that's, that's always, you know, when it's, you know, it's the best radio when you're not even thinking about that. And I think that still is the key. And I still find that with both of my shows where I'm, I feel much more confident, but I still don't always feel as relaxed. And I think that's the key is being as relaxed as possible when you're on the air. So then you're not forcing it. You're not putting it on. You just sound like you're comfortable and in the moment and you're, yeah, it's a.
5: Yeah. Even when we're talking about the tough parts of advocacy, it's, it's just, if you can sort of go about it about it in a relaxed way, as weird as that might sound, uh, you can help the listener to not feel. No matter what the, what they're hearing you talk about, they don't feel tense for you because right. they can tell you're relaxed. So.
4: But it always is that nerves thing. I find like, oh yeah, I'll be at home and I can think of everything, and then the second I'm in front of the mic, sometimes on the air, it's like, what was that name of that organization or what was this again? And it's just it's weird how that happens. But I think it is just the nerves kicking in, and your mind just sort of sometimes like freezes. So. And- I'm not sure what what to think.
2: Yeah, no, I, have, I mean, I have to say, I have to give you guys a, a lot of kudos because, you know, not only are you producing a, a weekly show, which is a, a plenty of work, um, but, you know, you're also doing it live. And if, and correct me if I'm wrong about this, but you also, you're doing all the, you know, the engineering part of it um, as well. And you're both playing host and interviewers for the guests. That's a lot on your plate.
4: Yeah. I mean, I can't imagine like the days when they'd have a separate board op and you'd just be sitting there as the host and that's your job and that's it kind of thing. Right. It's uh, and I mean, it's, it's one of those things I love, I love operating the, the console there. Cause I, as I said, I went to school for audio engineering. And so I've, you know, I use the SSL dualities in school and stuff like that, which is just a, you know, $250,000 a console. I'd love to own someday, but won't be able to most likely. Um, but just the, having that hands-on with the board and being able to, you know, have our headphones on and be like, Oh, I sound a little louder than Carrie. I'm going to turn myself down or turn her up or just to do these adjustments on the fly while you're talking live. And, you know, occasionally I'll mute my microphone if I need to take a sip of water or something. And Carrie's already talking in that moment. So it's just like so many little things you can do to have control of that. Whereas if someone else is controlling that stuff, so it's that, it's the pros and cons of doing it all yourself where I love having that, but sometimes it is, it can be a lot. And sometimes, yeah, you would just like to, it's like being a musician too, for me, it's also being an engineer. i sort of ended up, you know, recording and mixing a lot of my own music. But sometimes it's like, it'd be nice to have somebody else because then you get someone else's sort of opinion on things and just another perspective. But at the same time, it's it's also kind of nice to just have uh, the two of us doing it all, but it can be a lot.
5: <laughs> Try to give each other reprieves. Yeah. When we're talking.
1: Does the uh, sibling relationship ever become an issue oh. during the uh, production process?
5: <laughs> <laughs> oh, what a good question. <laughs> oh, yeah, sure. <laughs> of course. Yeah. Uh, it really is interesting, because we've done a lot of things together over the years. So sometimes you need the break. But when you have a task that you're trying to get accomplished, we both kind of know each other's strengths already. So we know what the other's going to be able to step in and help with. And the, the ease, the easier they're going to make it on you in that moment. So it's nice that we know each other so well, so we know how to work with those situations. But of course we have our moments when, whether we're behind the mic and on air and we get talking over each other or behind the scenes, we get frustrated until we realize, wait, one of us has this on the air and we didn't, the other didn't know, right? Like it can happen. It can be. Yeah.
4: I mean, I, I kind of like occasionally when those moments have happened on the air, or <laughs> yeah. a, a little bit of an argument or something, because it is just reality and it shows, you know, we're not just putting it on for the radio because I just never, I can never get into radio that felt didn't feel authentic and felt like they were sort of, you yeah. know, exaggerating it. So I, I love that kind of casual feel. And I think, uh, of course we don't, we get, that's why we don't live together or anything like that. You know, we, we would get definitely in each other's uh, hair if we were close to each other all the time. But I think Carrie does make a good point. And I often find too, like, we seem to be able to balance out each other. Like if I'm having a bad day sometime, sometimes, and I'm like, I'm not really feeling it over here. Carrie can kind of, you know, talk me out of that or sort of be the positive force. And if I'm kind of negative one day, she can, it flips yeah if you're if you're negative one day I can be the opposite so yeah it goes it goes Mm -hmm. both ways I think and I think it is the fact that we're siblings that we and we've always been a really close family of course we've like any siblings we've fought but you know it's unfortunate you hear about a lot of people and families out there that don't really get along and our family all four of us actually even the two older sighted ones we've all always been super close and I think that that makes for a for a well-balanced relationship and that we don't we get into each other's nerves a little bit, but we it doesn't never never gets too far. I don't
2: think. So, what what kind of division of labor have you guys kind of set up? Um, like, does one person kind of do the research when it comes to to guests? Uh, is what is one person responsible for, you know, coming up with show ideas, or do you do you guys pretty much just team up on everything?
5: Yeah, we well we just like to give each other you know so we each have something to do, but we both come together and come up with ideas or guest names or concepts uh, so we both know what part of it we can sort of handle and what part we're best at Brian has some research skills that that I you know I'm not as good with so then there are certain times when his research you know techniques come in more handy than mine right so it depends on what kind of guest it is and uh, what the topic is so that's one thing I don't know Brian if you thought of
4: I, I, the only thing I would say is that Carrie is definitely, stepped it up a bit more in the booking area as far as sort of, and I, I've gotten, to, I've been finding more as time goes on. And I, I definitely want to try and step into that role a bit more, but I will say that since I've been, you know, taking care of, especially during the pandemic where I did all the editing, cause we were only recording from home, but even still in the studio, it's still uploading the podcast and stuff and running the board during the show. So since, since I kind of take care of all that technical stuff, she's kind of taken on a bit more of the production sort of, you know, what are we going to do? But of course it's, it's both of our shows. So we, both like to chime in on that and, and we both like to find guests if we do, but it just seems like generally speaking, Carrie maybe finds them a bit more than I do. Um, yeah, we'll come up with
5: a broader idea and then I will sort of come across a lot more things that I notice. Whereas Brian's, a lot of Brian's life is about music and, uh, you know, that's something that is such a part of him so um i'll be f- reading literature or watching a documentary something that i'll bring to his attention that he might not have found uh, otherwise because he's uh, listening to so much music right so yeah, like we, after, my, we after both the show on, things
4: after mondays when we do the show then yeah pretty much tuesday wednesday thursday i'm trying to discover you know 25 new songs to play on friday <laughs> so like yeah i'm pretty busy those next few days so then by the weekend i have a bit more energy again but i just find it is it's such a balance and sometimes i wonder you know how people balance all these things with with so many things going on in life. because life because it's just it's hard sometimes to really give enough time to everything and and uh but yeah i really do appreciate the the effort that carrie does put in with that with that area because it it really does show show for me and it gives me so much inspiration to for carrie to reach out and be like oh look i found now like she just I don't know, like I'm pretty big on social media too, but Carrie seems like she's definitely really found a way (laughs) to really make those connections and meet so many people through. Well, that's what
5: I tell people I've been doing on it all these years. I haven't just been swiping (laughs) mindlessly.
4: Not just talking about what you had for dinner last night or something. No. (laughs) Or pictures of your cat.
5: Yeah, Yeah, I had a few of those, but not too many.
2: So in terms of, of advocacy, say in the past year, um, what do you, what do you, have you guys been talking about? What are you guys finding are sort of some of the hot topics uh, over the
5: past year? Um, well, I think, I mean, every t- of course, every time an election comes around, we try and talk about our experience with that. So whether that was Ontario's provincial one that was just recently or our last federal one. And so when those things come up in the greater Canadian society, we like to talk about those things. Um, you know, we don't always know a lot about politics. Brian and I are just learning that along with the advocacy stuff. We didn't really pay attention when we were younger. You don't care.
4: Again, we like to try to keep things casual, but it's hard when you get into that stuff to be too sort of fun and casual. Plus then the whole, the whole voting, uh, experience these days, which still isn't very accessible for for me here in Ontario, just voting provincially a few weeks ago. So that always comes up on the show. And it's something we always want to highlight because it's, I mean, I think, the, the goal is to actually reach out to some MPPs and really discuss this. But yeah, like
5: the people in the station but... who who heard our show there that week after you we talked about it, they were like, wow, that that subject was really interesting and I, I didn't even think about it. So, you know, that's who we're reaching about why we talk about it, even as hard as we still find it. But then um, as far as fun advocacy, like you can do it disguised in fun ways, I guess. Maybe some people find politics fun, but not me. Um, like, but even like, as I champion audio description more and more. And, and that's something that's, you know, Brian has a different experience with that stuff that I do. Growing up, I watched a lot more movies and things. He was again, listening to a lot more things and I had enough sight to see the screen. So we were interested in different things sometimes. We weren't always together. So uh, I've just been loving audio description the last several years, image descriptions and all that stuff, it's, it's like a art art an art form, I think is pretty cool. So I've been getting Brian more into that. So you can have, you know, do advocacy work through stuff like that too. And
4: right. then I think another couple of things that I would like to mention from the past year that did really stand out were, is Braille is always a big one for us. It's one of those areas that always meant so much to us and which is something that we want to keep talking about um, and he- people hearing about. So we've had a couple businesses on Purdy's Chocolatier with their new Braille box and they were kind enough to send us each a box for free. and And then we had them on the show to promote it and it was such a such a great experience to have braille incorporated into mainstream products and it happened the same with this i design that's a i l l e design which is originally from ontario but now based move on to the us i think but um that we had the the person who started that company and just that's braille on shirts and that's just for anyone it's not just for blind people that the creator isn't blind or anything like that it's just for a fashion statement for anyone so that's been a really great, I think, to really kind of bring Braille into the mainstream and to be able to advocate for that and promote that on our show to give people that awareness that they could consider doing those types of things. I think um, would be uh, one of our goals to to continue with and something we've really been focusing on. And I'll say one of the one of the more most challenging things we definitely had was um, we did do a panel last September. There was some stories coming out um, of the U.S. about some some uh, mental and, and sexual abuse going on at some training centers, and this was a really you know, serious topic, of course. Um, but we actually, you know, heard from some of the survivors from this, and we had a panel, which was something that was new for us to have. You know, what was it, four or five people on? And that's that's also a lot more arranging, I find, to book a show with a panel. I don't know if AT Banter have done that type of thing very often, but it's it's quite a bit. And that was obviously a pre-record, but just also such a difficult topic to talk about. And you know, it, I think all things considered, I was I was you know at least I was. You know, wanted to give them the platform to to speak and give their sides of the stories, but you know that stuff is really difficult, and that's why a lot of people don't cover it. So it was a tricky episode to kind of do and and, and put together, but I'm I am glad we did it. But it definitely, I would say, it was probably our biggest sort of challenge overall. And then you are also working with so many people when you do a, a panel like that. That certain certain personalities and these can get tricky, and it's it can be a little difficult. But at the same point, it's such a serious thing that I just didn't think got enough. Sort of coverage and isn't really taken maybe seriously in some places. So I thought it was great that we uh, were able to provide that platform, but definitely not uh, easy. So it's it's a mix of both. There's, there's right. fun and uh, difficult
2: things. Wow, you know it really amazes me. You, the more I hear you talk, the more the more it just sounds like our show, um, <laughs> and I mean that as a compliment. I kind well, of that's
4: why I love your your show as well because I. <laughs> I haven't, I haven't listened to all the episodes yet, but I'd, I'd love to someday. Cause there's, uh... but
5: I, I just love banter. I love the word banter. I love the act of bantering. Yeah, like it's just, it's, it's fun.
4: Yeah. And then when we had you, when we had all of the, the AT banter crew on, on Outlook there at the beginning of May, it was just, it felt so fun. Like it was the morning, but I was almost like, holy crow, this feels like it's like, you know, nighttime or a party <laughs> or something. Like it was, <laughs> it was great to start off the week with, with having all your personalities on there and. Yeah, just I, I did notice a similarity of course every show has a bit of a different feel but overall yeah. the overall format and style where you have an interview but you also just have some banter and right. keep it casual and I think that's definitely kind of like the way we, we want to do it as well so that's why I was sort of intrigued by your your show as well. Well, you, and, if we had
0: recorded in the morning <laughs> if we'd done it in the afternoon <laughs> you would have had exactly the same experience cuz we don't actually improve.
2: <laughs> I still would have been
0: drinking. That's right.
1: Oh uh, yeah. But
2: uh, so, but th- but the reason why I sort of I, I say that is because I'm curious, because I know for us, um, we all find like a it's it, this is it's a lot of work producing producing a, a weekly show, mm-hmm. um, but I, I feel like it's a real passion project for all of us, and the the real the real benefit that I think we all get out of it is you you learn so much from having guests on or having panels. Um, really, I find that it really enriches my life. I'm curious if you guys are finding the same thing.
5: Yeah, I mean, I like I said, I would have found these things maybe on my own, but to have a show that we do that we can, um, you know, have them on to talk about it or just to let them know this is the work we're doing, it, it's people are interested and they want to know more about it so it sort of spurs on more conversation which leads to making those connections you know with people who actually come on the show so it kind of feeds into itself and it's uh it's a circular thing and i don't know brian i find that that's great and of course you know that's my work you do a lot of sort of on your own stuff with making it make sure we're on air so you come come at it all from a different direction sometimes but
4: yeah, well I, w- I would say for sure that it's just it has given me this opportunity and it was it, to just connect with so many more people and like you say, you know, you might you might still come across these things without without doing the show because we fil- follow so many things on on social media and just paying pay attention to the news and wherever anything comes up that's related to disability or blindness, but at the same point, if you didn't have a show, that might come up and you would you know, think about it, you might look into it a little bit, but then you're going to move on whereas you don't necessarily have the opportunity to reach out to the person and be like You know, if you don't have a show, you could be just like, oh, do you want to talk for an hour? But if you have a show, it gives a reason to really get to know the the person or the organization in more depth. And I think it is that 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 is what keeps us pushing forward is the fact that we're learning so much from this and meeting so many more people and making so many connections. But also you go home after it and you realize like that you don't know who might have been listening. And when somebody at the station says like, oh, I didn't realize that or like that was, you know, that was really interesting about whatever you said today, or like the election thing, like most people, I think, just assumed that everything was accessible by now. Like we're in 2022, right? Like, so there's so many things that people might think. And then you go home at night realizing like, what did somebody else maybe learn today from that show? Or maybe it's a podcast. So maybe, you know, five years from now who might listen to it and what they might learn. So I think it is that the times when I'm kind of feeling like, ah, I'm not really feeling this or how am I going to continue going? I think it's that idea that it's out there now and it's, it's planting the seeds of advocacy and really getting this stuff talked about and, and available to everyone's, um, attention. So I just think that's really is what keeps, keeps it going is the fact that it's changing, changing society and, you know, educating people, I guess, in a fun way, yeah. I don't, don't like to say educating is cause I don't want people to be listening and feel like they're in school or something.
5: Oh, education's not fun. <laughs> yeah. It's
4: supposed to be fun. And it, oftentimes I'm talking, I'm like, wait, am I, is this, are people actually enjoying this or cause I'm pretty critical of myself, but.
5: See
2: once you know, once again, like you it's it's like it's like you we share a brain. because uh, that's that's honestly like that's that has been our sort of philosophy as well. Um we want to we want it to be informative, but we also want it to be, you know, a little bit entertaining and we want it to be casual. Um, We didn't just want an interview show where we just we come up with a list of 10 questions and we have somebody on and we just fire them, fire the questions at them. Um, We always wanted it to be more like a a conversation and, you know, to sort of inject our own personalities and and a little bit of humor in into the show to sort of, uh, I guess, just make it make it fun for the audience instead of, you know, just beating beating them over the head with. With uh, advocacy issues, which are which are important, but you know, when you're when you're producing a, a, a weekly show, um, you know, you gotta. I feel like you you have to inject some some lightness in there uh, in order to keep people listening.
5: Yeah, I mean, like I think, no matter whether we're talking about this big topic in in advocacy world that a listener may not have ever thought about before, and and they're learning something totally new, so it's not familiar to them at all. I mean, most people, either you have a brother or a sister or an older or younger sibling, uh, maybe you don't. So maybe, you you know, you have a friend who's like a brother, whatever it is, but that's more of a universal thing that, uh, although disability is quite universal in itself, but um, blindness, not so much to a lot of people. So, you know, the sibling relationship, just for people to hear that on the air between us, not every show has that. And I think that's where um, hopefully when we can be relaxed and have our good days that's where some of the entertainment comes from.
4: Yeah, because we have been doing occasionally too, when it's just the two of us, we do what we call a mixed bag Monday, where we just pretty much pretty much save up all sorts of topics or anything that comes up in the news or whatever it is for a day when it's just the two of us to discuss it. And we jump from topic to topic. And then, yeah, we also like to do keep that's when we can kind of keep it casual. And I like to talk about, you know, I've been really into fantasy sports lately and fantasy baseball is the big thing right now I'm into. So, you know, I don't even know how many I haven't met any other blind people who watch fantasy sports but i figure you know or play fantasy sports i should say but um at the same time like
5: what's that you call it no
4: <laughs> it gives uh it gives you know anyone who's listening who isn't blind it might just be listening to the show and be like oh cool they're talking about Fantasy sports, and then they, that could get them hooked in, and then maybe eventually they'll realize that the host is blind, and then they'll be like, "Oh wow!" Like, yeah,
5: we just like so- to talk about what we're doing and what how, what, what what you know is ex- enjoyment for us, and just talking about things that bring you joy and and things you like to do for fun, and so then people just hear that, that that light light stuff comes out, and that that's how they can get to know you in a different way than than one where you're you're sort of laying it on thick the education.
3: Are there conversations or topics you'd like to have but can't because you're on a public radio station?
5: <laughs> huh, that's a good question. It's a like, good one.
3: Because you do the live show and then you release it as a podcast. But, you know, you were talking about or referencing the, the sexual abuse roundtable you had. You know, I, I'm almost surprised that wasn't flagged because, you know, like you mentioned, these are conversations that aren't being had very often. Yeah.
5: And that's how is it done these days i mean you you do things like before you when, but when you as you start the show you, you give out a content warning so that certain people right. if they were tuning in but yeah. with live radio they could tune in the middle right so right. it's difficult and we're learning the ropes and i think radio western's learning and but yet the thing is that they've never really been they let us really do whatever i mean we often will run by you know run things certain topics by the station manager right Brian? sure
4: yeah, I mean, that one in particular, the the sexual abuse panel one, we definitely did. I reached out because I didn't know. Yeah, I kind of thought the yeah. same thing, like maybe. But I think, again, they're just they are pretty open at the station. Like I find from what I've heard about different college stations or university stations, it all depends on kind of who's working there and who's managing it. But right. they, yeah. they've just been so flexible there. And, of course, if something was aired that they didn't like or something, they would say something. But I think they also just trust me surprise, somehow. And... I was just going to say, <laughs> it's too
3: late. It's already aired. Yeah, that's <laughs> kind I of know. a fact. I mean...
4: <laughs> like, Brian
5: has a music show, and in that show, he can't have a swear word on any of the songs. Just so not, You know, he has to cut these to... I right. try to edit
4: them out in advance, and of course, I've forgotten occasionally or didn't realize, sure. and something's went over <laughs> the air. And of course, co- nobody really is going to complain, but if it's a constant thing, they'd give you a warning or something. <laughs> right. but it's
5: a weekly I, thing.
4: I, I think, again, yeah, they are. I mean, I maybe I feel that, a little bit restricted sometimes when I'm hosting the show. Cause I feel like it is live that I, but I don't know. I think it's, I think it's more that there's things we want to talk about, but we don't quite know how to sure. always approach yeah. them. Yeah. And I think it's that whole idea of a panel. Like there were a couple, there was a recent panel idea. Actually Carrie had, that was a really interesting idea. It sounded like, but just to get everyone's timing worked and it didn't work for this time for it some didn't people come and together, for others and
5: this one, it but
4: just, yeah, it just kind of fell through. And I was like, I can't keep, trying to tra- chase people down to find times like it just wasn't wasn't gelling and I think those are kind of more the issues we have but it's also sometimes knowing how to approach like yeah. a, a big one we want to do is is sort of comparing and contrasting or just sort of yeah side by side integration versus segregation for for blind people in in the integration compared to schools for the blind and mm-hmm. I just find that it's a very trippy tricky topic because it's such a personal thing a lot of it is opinion you know, for me, I, I personally don't, I think ideally we sh- we should all be integrated because I think overall it, it makes for a better society, but I know it's not that simple and there's supports and all these things. So I think we kind of reached out at one point to get some people's sort of thoughts on it. And we, I think we got one response. Yeah, I think so People are
5: still, like we said, with all these topics that are rarely done at all. Yeah, a lot of people yeah. don't feel comfortable talking about them anywhere. So right. they, they don't just automatically, you know, say all they can about that topic. Yeah. Unfortunately, but the station itself—I mean, maybe it's because it's a university radio station. I'm not sure. They're, like you say, yeah. Depending on who's running it, but it just—it's a university area and big listening base there, and then they just like just—it's have open discussion, I guess.
4: Yeah, I mean, obviously, I know. There's, there's like just certain words you can't say, obviously, and then it, sure. like, yeah. if if yeah, discussion we... was very detailed, maybe they'd have a problem, but nothing was really described in that great of a detail, I guess. Right. Where it was, even when I listened to it. I, I, I could see how they would air it. But yeah, I wondered exactly the same thing. Okay.
2: Well, you know, you know how um, there are like cities that like, I don't know, they reach out to like other cities in the world and like they're their sister city. Yep. Yeah. Uh, I feel like your show is our sister show uh, over there on okay. uh, that coast.
5: Nice. Yeah,
4: yeah. Sounds great to me. We'd we'll get a
2: plaque. We'll, we'll We'll exchange plaques and uh
5: let's get some plaques made good idea,
2: yeah, and I don't know send we'll we'll do a cultural exchange we will send you tequila. What's the, what the tequila west coast thing I think they have tequila over there
0: well uh, no they, but it's our podcast thing
2: you know what we will send you i think we don't know white spot over there we'll send you some white spot uh, <laughs> <laughs> no i, oh, don't yeah, I had that mean.
4: a couple of times when i was out west yeah,
2: yeah send them a cowbell <laughs> okay there you go We'll we'll send All you right. a cowbell that's right we, we can send a cowbell we, yeah, send we, have a,
5: we have a pretty recognizable theme for outlook but you guys have the cowbell
4: yeah we don't have that
2: yeah, that's right well listen We will, we're happy to provide ideas, uh, for you guys. Well, we can workshop, we can help you workshop that out. Maybe a triangle.
5: (laughs) 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 Yes. Brian's favorite instrument, right? Brian.
4: Yeah. That's the, that's the one I figured out. Just off the top of
2: my head. I I was, I also didn't have much sleep, so that was lame, but you know what I mean? Uh, we'll, we'll figure something out. Listen, guys, uh, we want to thank you so much for, for, uh, coming on our little show. Um, you guys, um, are doing great work over there. Tell our audience where the heck they can listen and, uh, when they can listen.
4: Yeah. So yes. we've, uh, a hosted... lot. Yeah. What are we Sorry, up to Brian? We're talking over each other. Cause we, uh... one
1: at a time children. Come on.
4: <laughs> yeah. Geez. Do we not even know how to, it's like, we've never done a radio show. I, I want to make you feel like
1: you
5: were back at home. Okay. You know, huh? Brian, don't talk over your sister. <laughs> You gotta use all his middle names if you want to get him in trouble like that i <laughs> am <Ryan laughs> robert steven
4: <laughs> i have two middle names yeah so
5: yes he does
4: but sorry carrie you can start because i interrupted and i don't feel okay. That, so okay
5: well if you want to catch us live uh you can if you're on the west coast then it's going to be like 8 a 8, 8 a.m your time but um we um air originally on the show every monday at 11 eastern for the hour and if you go to um is
4: it 94, nine? No, okay. That's why I do it. Okay. All right. <laughs> oh my God, that was a si- website. I'll right. right. so like, show you the siblings. Uh... That was
5: like
1: mansplaining borderline. Damn. I hate websites. That was website. bro It's bro yeah, Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> I hate websites. See, Sorry, they're but, all, they're all warmed uh, up now. Now the sibling thing is coming that's out. That's
4: the thing, right? You're on a show yeah. for, for uh, an hour and then that's when you really get relaxed. Well, we yeah, another know, hour to go. so
3: let her, let her loose. Well, Maybe yeah, we you can,
5: you can add this at the there end as go. bloopers or something. Cause it does come out, True. but yeah, no, you... I know the,
4: the website is kind of confusing. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take the website the care. And then you have what you do. The, you do the, uh, where okay. they can find the, the show online. Okay. okay. So yeah, it's radiowestern.ca. If you go to radiowestern.ca, you can stream us anywhere around the world, Monday mornings, and that's 11 Eastern, which. At West, where you're at, it would be 8 a.m. Pacific on a Monday morning. And it's an hour, so it runs an hour every Monday morning. And then after that, Care, we're available online as a podcast.
5: Yeah, well, go and get started on our back catalog. You can find us, Outlook, on Radio Western. So if you search that on any podcast app, Apple or um, Spotify, I guess we're on TuneIn.
4: TuneIn Radio. Yeah. We're on SoundCloud page. Um, Look us up there. So, yeah. Outlook on Radio Western. And we also have an email outlook on Radio Western at gmail.com. So definitely if you have any topic ideas or anything, like if you just, you know, if you know of anyone who'd want to be on the show, or you just want to say, Hey, like, whatever it may be. Yeah, if you listen to, to an
5: episode, reach out and let us know what you thought of it. You know, whether it's way back when we started or more recently, love to hear. Yeah, we people's
4: even, thoughts. We even threw a few ketchup on pancake episodes up in the th- Outlook on Radio Western feed. So if you just go way back,
5: it, just to confuse everyone.
4: <laughs> if you go way back in the feed, you can find some of our earlier podcasts before we had Outlook. So, so yeah, you can. I'm and yeah, sorry. we're on
5: we're on we're on Facebook and Twitter. Uh, we're not on Instagram yet, which we're yeah, not know, on. Fe- we're not on TikTok. We're not on. I, I know, know
4: Instagram is kind of supposed to be the cool new place, but i something about Facebook. I liked for the text. I found I could get more out of it, but uh, so that's Facebook.com/slash Outlook on Radio Western.
3: Yeah. And is your music eat- show available as a podcast?
4: Music show is available, um, at, not quite as a podcast, but okay. it is online actually on Mixcloud. So sort of similar to SoundCloud. Um, it actually airs Fridays at noon Eastern on Radio Western. Same place, radiowestern.ca. And then it's also, it's on Mixcloud and that's mixcloud.com slash chrw Chin Music, And that's the name of my show chrw the station so that's chrw chin music on mixcloud
3: and we didn't even get to where the
4: name chin came from
5: i think it's a baseball term right Brian?
4: yeah it kind of had multiple meanings for me i, I, uh, yeah, I really i think did it's get...
5: i think it's a, p- a, sh- a short story also but
4: yeah it has sort of a lot of meanings but the the thing for me was that i was really getting into sports more the last 10 or so years it was always music was my thing growing up always inside you know listening to albums never kind of listening to any TV or whatever that it may be, but the last 10 years or so I really got into sports. And I always like the term chin music, which is pretty much when a pitcher throws a pitch and it kind of, it like brushes at your face right. or almost right. Kind of it's meant to distract the the batter, but not, uh, not obviously um, something you're supposed to do, but I just, I liked it because it's kind of like it's, the show's sort of coming at you unexpected, like based on the music I play. Right. It's kind of okay. like take a, take
5: it on the chin, everyone.
4: Yeah. <laughs> so I just kind of thought it's interesting how a sports, Term in- includes the word music, but really has nothing to do with actual music. So I thought, just kind of a neat, uh, a neat word and a series very, of words. Very so. Brian, cool.
5: yeah.
4: Have to check it out. Thanks, Thanks yeah, guys. it.
2: Yeah, you know, actually, speaking of sports, uh, and uh, before you go, uh, we'll let we'll let you guys stick around for this because it's a it's a tradition on the show that we come up with a million dollar ideas that we never follow through on. And while you were talking about fantasy sports, I came up with one, uh, because when you first mentioned fantasy sports, my mind immediately went to, Oh, is that like a fantasy football league? Except it's like, with like Lord of the Rings, uh, <laughs> characters.
4: Yeah. It, the whole fantasy sports thing is weird. Cause yeah, a lot of like, I didn't even know anything about it until actually last winter. And one of my friends who's in a hockey fantasy hockey league. Somebody dropped out. So he's just like, Hey, do you want to take over this team? And I was like, I know nothing about hockey, but he just said, hey, you know, everything's rated and ranked in the app. All the, all the players are ranked based on their stats and stuff like that. So it's not that hard. You don't even really have to know. So I, some, I just joined this hockey one. And then I, out of the blue w- ended up winning somehow. <laughs> and then, uh, the baseball I don't know season why, came along where you and-
5: get your luck. You got luck. Yeah.
4: Like what, what are the chances? Right.
1: And, and yeah. I think you guys are confusing Rob even more right now.
4: Yeah. Oh yeah, I right. guess I didn't really even explain anything about what fantasy was. I just I didn't figure out
2: real sports, let alone <laughs> fantasy sports. Yeah,
5: well, <laughs> I, I, I really do think, don't know either. What it's I do think about. it
4: just I, okay. I won't I won't go into a boring long explanation. <laughs> but what what I will say is, I think it does confuse people the word fantasy when really it's based off of real players playing the game like right now. Like I have members from all different right. baseball teams on my team, and based on how they do in the game right now that they're playing that counts yeah, for my team, you, so. you really
5: sharpen your sports sports knowledge just by playing wouldn't you say or well, well i also think that you dilute your loyalty
1: because you're not rooting for teams anymore you're rooting for players
4: <laughs> that has been <laughs> that's come up a couple times where it's like you know the pitcher against my team is is on my actual team like i love the toronto blue jays that's my baseball team but yeah like it does kind of make for those confusion. but no in all honesty i do want the actual jays to win more than my silly fantasy team but at the same time it does get you to Learn other, like in the past, I just focused on the blue Jays. Whereas now I'm kind of more aware of like, you know, Salvador Perez played for the Kansas city Royals until he just went on the IL. Like you start to really pay attention to all these other things when, you know, you draft, you know, third draft round picks and then they go on the IL it's like, ah, oh, damn, like,
5: but you're speaking a different language. Yeah, I know. Time. I kind
4: of went into my, uh,
3: Rob IL is injured list. <laughs> <laughs>
2: just I don't know. All I know is my team is the Mordor Marauders.
0: No, no, you, you didn't you didn't start in the right place. Rob, baseball is this game where they hold a bat. <laughs> <laughs>
2: okay. Yeah.
0: Sort of like cricket. What, well that's not interesting. No, no Lord
3: of the Rings involved, unfortunately. <laughs> where,
5: where in Middle Earth do you play baseball? Yeah. That's right. Where's the tournament?
2: uh <laughs> all right well enough of, enough of how do we get back to sports i'm telling <laughs> hey, you it was
5: all you, <laughs> no,
2: all it was all you. Yeah, somebody it was brought me. it up and i was I, happy to get it no it was me you're right it was it was my fault uh shot myself in the foot on that one um, true fan it's <laughs> true it's right i am sports number one fan um <laughs> <laughs> sorry i just love like crying cracks up cracks you're so up funny every, um, you're so cute um, <laughs> thank you <laughs> Feeling the love. Uh, all right. Well, listen, guys, thanks again for coming on. Um, listen, come back anytime um, and uh, reach out anytime you want. Uh, we are uh, we are kindred shows.
5: Happy to. Sister show.
2: That's right. Yeah.
4: We'd love and to ex- promote you guys on, uh, on Outlook, and we'd love to come back anytime. And you guys, you're all welcome on Outlook again as well.
2: Oh, all okay. Right. Listen, cool.
3: Hear that, Steve? Another 8 a.m. show. Yeah, yeah, let's do it. <laughs>
5: <laughs> Line up, everyone. Line
1: up.
2: <laughs> and uh, expect your cowbell.
1: <laughs> there you go. <laughs>
4: <laughs> nice. We even got it on Outlook when you guys were there. Oh, we had yeah, the yeah. cowbell. So that was good. from you, from you bringing it, which is awesome. You're right. We didn't. Oh. <laughs> they brought it. They brought it to yeah, Outlook. So the next, cowbell next time we have oh, you on Outlook. Next time we have you on Outlook, we'll bring our cowbells from AT oh, yeah. gotcha. Awesome. Then we'll yep. have uh, bells.
5: Sounds good. Perfect. Thanks, right guys. guys. All right. You, have a night. you too.
2: Okay, bye. Guys. bye, bye. Bye, guys. Yeah. Oh yeah, I like the idea of uh, Lord of the Rings uh, football. <laughs> I'd be, mean, yeah, I'd be into that. Mordor Marauders. Oh, you're there like you go. go, Frodo. Yeah. <laughs> Look <at> that. <laughs> Frodo wide receiver man. Frodo yeah I don't know if he'd be a wide receiver I'd pretty short sure. field yeah, I, don't know which, I don't I don't think a hobbits would make good football players it's not a problem
1: so they're gonna use Frodo as the football
0: yeah. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> oh, poor Frodo
1: poor Frodo mm.
0: ince, 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 Yeah. Ince. Yeah, the Ents would be. my team's big. already got a cheer <laughs> well, they don't move very fast they're big take big steps
2: though <laughs> so, i don't know maybe you're not you're not tackling an end Yeah, we're such geeks
3: they'd make great blockers
2: <laughs> yeah exactly absolutely so, hmm. all right well enough of that uh so that was cool uh you know did, did you guys get that sense too though where you kind of, kind of amazed the more that uh that they talked that it just really sounded like us
0: in a lot of ways they are yeah yep. similar similar sort of thrust yeah
2: yeah yeah
0: and we've you know
2: we've been together uh enough that we are almost siblings too we have sibling rivalry yes we do we insult each other like siblings i feel Every week.
0: <laughs> Almost nonstop. Yeah. So. If we're not doing it here, we're doing it on Slack. That's right. <laughs> yeah.
2: So cool. But no, you know what? The more shows uh, out there that are, uh, that are advocacy-based and education-based, I think, is great.
3: Well, they've got a great so, platform, being an actual FM station too, right? So you, who knows who's listening? At, you know, I don't even know how you find analytics for that sort of yeah, listener audience, but you know, they're definitely reaching people that aren't necessarily just, you know, in the disability field. So yeah, get on
2: them. Yeah, mm-hmm. see, I don't know, I don't know how radio works, but I wonder if mm-hmm. you could just get a, like a booster or something, or you could just get a piece of equipment that would boost your signal. I think, uh, I think you got to put up an that antenna. do know what pirate radios do. Maybe uh, just get a maybe we can get them an, an antenna bigger antenna
1: uh the uh, well i Pink don't know you, i could tell you here the fcc t- tends to frown on that type of behavior
2: mm, yeah well i don't know what the crtc is Pro- you're probably right it's probably the same thing but well whatever Killjoys. <laughs>
0: <laughs> let's get out of here
2: okay right. hey liz
0: hey
1: what's up rob how's your beer uh it's it was it was good
2: yeah, is it, is yeah. it done?
1: Uh, yeah, it's. Well, you know what gone. that means. It means uh, time for another beer. <laughs> <laughs> Good
2: plan. No, I wasn't really going there, but uh, no, it's probably time to end the show. Uh, so, I think, where the heck can people find us?
1: Uh, we can be found on the web at atbanter.com. dot com.
2: They Yay. can. They can. <laughs> Mr. Vacation. They can also uh drop us a line if they so desire at cowbell at atbanter.com or dot nope no dot ca Oh, God, we just announced that now you've canceled I, it. I know I emailed you
3: last week telling you yeah, I but, actually did cancel that CA domain, I think last year, and we've been mentioning on the last two shows. So don't oh go God. to atbanter.ca
2: <laughs> <So we laughs> completely confused a ton of people. We're just like, what the heck? Read your email. I told you that. Yeah. Whoops. Okay. So oh, not CA, you're have no to type CAs. that extra letter. So too bad. .com. Uh, what, uh, what, uh, who's next?
3: Steve where else can people find us
0: well they could also find us online if they wanted to at Facebook at Twitter or on Instagram now I have to ask Instagram.
3: are we actually on Instagram
2: well we're on okay I have to explain this to him again you were on it because we had one for a while I didn't go in and delete it but we've we're not we haven't done anything on it for like five years right so. technically it exists <laughs> but it's an existence just like our Google Plus page is still in existence, it's there somewhere. Really? What? Why? Well, wow. Imagine. So, Why? Well, I mean, I, well, maybe. I don't know. Is Google Plus like? Can you? Is that That's in existence dead. anymore? No, I'm sure it's dead. Oh wow, well, then maybe maybe, maybe there is no Google Plus. You have to go on, the, on that uh, Wayback Machine website and go take a look at our Google Plus page. It's pretty. It was pretty bitching. <laughs> <laughs> I do say so myself, having built it. So, is that it? Fantastic. That's it. All That's right. It. We're done. We're All out of here. All right. Well, that is going to about do it for us this week. Big thanks, of course, to Brian and Carrie. And we will see everybody next week.
0: This podcast has been brought to you by Canadian Assistive Technology, providing low vision and blindness solutions across Canada. Find us online at www.canaztech.com. That's C-A-N-A-S-S-T-E-C-H dot com. Or call us toll free at 1-844-795-8324. For all your assistive technology servicing needs, call Chaos Technical Services at 778-847-6840 or find them online at chaostechnicalservices.com.